Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. The vast majority of students in California graduate from high school. However, a recent EdSource analysis found that most do not complete the classes needed for admission into the state's public universities. Black and Latino students are the least likely to finish these courses, known as A through G requirements. In our district, graduation rates have gone up but A through G attainment for African-American students is not, it wasn't going up. What can a school district do to increase the number of students who complete college prep courses? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. Alika jackson Jarrell has lived and worked in the high desert in Southeast California for about 13 years. She works at Adelanto High School in Victorville. It's about 70% Latino, maybe about 20% African-American. There's a lot of poverty. Nothing really out here in this desert. Not too many like job opportunities for the youth, even through the summer. Not much opportunity means kids get stuck. They'll get stuck here because it's a cycle of poverty that we tend to see. Most of our students are first-generation students. Their parents did not go to college, their parents did not graduate from any post-secondary schools. Sometimes the parents can't even wrap their brains around sending their students off to college. Now, to go to college, to even be admitted to a California State University or a UC, students have to complete a series of courses in English, math, history, science, a language other than English, and visual and performing arts. They're commonly referred to as the A through G requirements. The number of high school students across California finishing A through G courses is low, less than half. But it's lower in the high desert, and especially low for black students. In 2022, only 6% of black students at Adelanto High School finished their A through G classes. It was awful. We can look at any district across the nation. Ours is like, it makes you gasp. And to know that it's, it's been that way for years and people just watched it. It's like, what are we doing to solve problems here? So Alika and her school district decided to do something about it. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, making sure public university is a real option for Black students. The high desert isn't the only place where students are locked out of four-year colleges because they don't finish their A through G requirements. My colleague Emma Gallegos reported on this problem statewide for EdSource, along with our data reporter, Daniel J. Willis. Hi, Emma. Hi, Zadie. So, Emma, you and our data team looked at all the data to see how many students are actually completing A through G courses statewide. And what, what did you all find? What we found is that six out of 10 Californian students are not completing their A through G requirements. Some groups are being hit even harder by this lack of A through G completion. So, you know, for Black students, it's about seven out of 10. For Latino students, six out of 10. And that compares to Asian students, about three out of 10 are not completing their requirements. And white students, five out of 10. What happens when students don't complete the A through G? Like, how does that affect them? Well, the most immediate effect is that they're not eligible to apply to a CSU or UC, so the, the public university systems in California. That's a problem. They're being shut out of four-year university right off the bat. But it also can affect those students who do want to go to college and do want to go to a community college. 
I talked to some students who didn't meet their eighth year requirements and they didn't feel prepared for even community college. So anyone who's interested in higher education, which is most of students, it can affect them. So why is this happening? Why aren't kids being able to access or enroll in in these courses? Well, any issues that students are facing in school can really affect their A through G requirements. Some schools, it's a small percentage, don't even offer full A through G requirements. A lot of those might be more like continuation schools or charter schools. You know, finding some of the teachers for these subjects like math, science, foreign language can be really tricky, especially like in rural areas like, you know, far northern California. But even this one LAUSD school, I talked to a student who, in order to meet her A through G requirements, she took some online classes. She even took like a sophomore English class at a community college. I mean, she really had to work hard because she went to such a small under-enrolled school that didn't have a lot of teachers. Most students do attend schools that offer the full spectrum of A through G courses, but students might not attain it because they're not getting good grades. So you need to have at least a C in your classes. You can graduate with a D, but you will not be A through G eligible. So that can be part of it. Also, students might be attending a school where it is offered, but for whatever reason, they can't get it. So, you know, this can affect students who they're English learners or disabled students, and there's a scheduling conflict. So English language learners or special education students have to take other courses? You know, long-term English learners, which is usually what they are by the time they're in high school, they they might be having to take an English language development course. Well, let's say that English language development course is offered at the same time as geometry, which is a requirement through A through G. They're not going to be able to take that. That's a problem. One district that is pushing to increase the number of students finishing A through G courses is Victor Valley Union High School District, where Alika jackson Jarrell taught, and where she now leads the Heritage Program at Adelanto High School to ensure Black students are prepared for graduation as well as college and a career. Alika holds monthly meetings with the students enrolled in the Heritage Program. They check in on grades, they learn how to fill out the FAFSA, fill out college applications, or how to make up failed classes, even life skills. Credit, learning about banking, talking about colleges. Uh, What are the different degrees? Because the, the kids don't know. AA, bachelor's, master's, doctorate, and showing them, this is my favorite thing to do. To Alika, this is personal. I actually dropped out of high school in my senior year. So, you know, the relatability is there. I understand. I took the GED and I was crushed that I couldn't get into college. She tells students that earning degrees, starting with an associate degree and ultimately obtaining a doctorate, helped her go from making $4.25 an hour to making six figures. I share stories with my students because they need to know. We didn't we didn't just end up here. I didn't just become Dr. Jackson. I went through a struggle too and had to, you know, hills and valleys. At their monthly meetings, students share how they're doing in class and whether they need support. And me just literally modeling how to advocate for themselves. So sometimes I tell them, I say, how are you going to approach your teacher? Because some of our students don't know how to advocate for themselves. So we model that that talk. And I have them repeated to me. Alika also makes a point of reaching out to parents. She calls them or emails them if students have any C minuses, Ds, or Fs, and she invites them to parent workshops so that they can understand the importance of A through G classes and learn how to help their kids stay on track. When we had our first parent meeting, it was the parent kickoff. <laughs> My principal came to me and she said, 
how did you do this? We have never seen so many African-American parents on campus. How'd she do it? By making personal connections. You can't just send Black people a text and think that we're going to show up. Especially not a text through the same system you sent uh, absences and tardies. Because we might not even look at that. <laughs> I called parents personally and invited them. When you have meetings for cultural people, you have to have food. <laughs> I called, I emailed, I talked to students. I told parents that we care about your kids. They are our kids, but we also care about you and we need you here. Our idea is that it takes a village. And I'm, I always like to say I'm auntie at school, but I need moms and dads. The group also visits colleges where they make it a point to meet with Black student groups. When we walk onto a campus um, and we have our African-American boys and girls with us, the first thing that they notice is, they, this is what they say, where are the Black students? They're looking for themselves. So Emma, has the Heritage Program increased the number of students who are finishing their A through G courses? It really has changed. Within the course of a year, they found it was really successful. And so they actually expanded it to other schools in the district. They also created kind of a parallel program for long-term English learners as well. You talked with one pair of siblings who both went to Adelanto High School four years apart, I think. Can you tell us a little bit about them? I met Marquan Thornton at Adelanto High, and he's in the program that Aliga runs, Heritage. And he told me that that has made a huge difference for him. So he's a senior, and right now at this point, he's trying to consider where he wants to go to college. He's thinking, do I want to go to the community college? Do I want to go to a Cal State? He's going to be going on a tour of historic Black colleges and universities in the South this spring. So he's looking at all of his options. Now, he told me, my sister, when she graduated four years ago, she decided to go straight into working. And he said, you know, this program is what has made the difference for me. He said, my sister's just as smart and hardworking as I am. And I think she would have been looking at going to a college if, if she had had something like this. Is there anything else that the district is doing to try to raise A through G? They've done a lot that addresses all students in the district. A big problem with A through G is that students don't even really know about it. Parents don't even know about it. And you can't attain A through G if you're not thinking about it. So part of it is just awareness, making sure students know. I would walk around and there were posters on the wall explaining what the A through G requirements are. So that's a part of it. They've also, you know, I talked about the importance of master scheduling. The way that you schedule students is really important. And also just looking at what your requirements are. So, you know, looking at okay, what does a student need to graduate? And is that a lot different than what they need for A through G? And, you know, so there might be courses that don't really help with their A through G, but they're making it a requirement. And that's just making it a little bit harder for a student to reach that goal. What about for English learners? What kinds of solutions are schools coming up with to help them finish their A through G requirements? You know, schools talk about making their master schedules more equitable. And so what that means is when the administrators and teachers are all sitting down and figure out which class is going to be held at which time, they're thinking first about kind of those, you know, marginalized students who are not hitting those A through G requirements. And can we do something to help them? So let's look at when English language development is and make sure that the students who are in that class can also, you know, be getting their 
geometry requirements or history and making sure that just because you're in one path because of, you know, you're disabled or you're learning English, that all of a sudden you're cut off from this A through G path. There can also be issues going back to English learners. Some schools might not think that an English learner should be taking geometry. It's too complicated to, you know, learn in another language. But so, you know, so some schools are trying to address that by making sure that there are bilingual aids so that, you know, students who are intellectually ready for geometry, but their language skills might not quite be there, can still be taking math courses. I know some districts are trying to make it so that the graduation requirements are also the A through G requirements so that students graduate ready to go to college if they so choose, right? But not all districts are doing that. Why is that? I have heard of districts that are just trying to make A through G and graduate requirements exactly the same. What has come up is the concern that if you raise the graduation requirements, then less students are going to graduate or that that's the fear. And so, you know, especially for some of these, I, I think some subjects like math, math tends to be something that you know, can be controversial. So if you don't take Algebra 2 and get a C in it, then you can't graduate. So things like that are what come up. But what I have heard from a lot of districts is they're trying to make them align as much as possible without making it so that fewer students are graduating. So they're trying to find this kind of happy medium. Alika jackson Jarrell is really proud of the work she's done at Adelanto High School. She says students get excited now when they pass A through G courses. They can't wait to tell me that they've leveled up. They understand what A through G is now. And before, they didn't even understand what that was, what that meant. There's an A through G culture now. I'm trying to level up to be a level one. I want to go to college. I want to be A through G ready. She hopes the program can be a model for other districts to follow. So that they can start programs like this and change some of those numbers those numbers have been stagnant for many, many years. It's like, it's like fighting a giant. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Emma's story at edsource.org. Special thanks to our guest, Dr. Alika jackson Jarrell and reporter Emma Gallegos. Also to data reporter, Daniel J. Willis. Our CEO is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Dirk and Charlene Cabsonell Foundation and the S.H. Cowell Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.